BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. We are recording this after the Kings' first preseason game that was played in Vancouver tonight. The Raptors got the win 112 to 99, and we're super excited to say well, we got a new presenting sponsor. Yeah, yeah. After every Kings game, shout out to our friends at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website, TrustNorthwest.com. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Morgan, how are you after witnessing 48 minutes of preseason basketball, Mm. baby? I mean, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. This day was full of basketball. You had the WNBA Finals Game 1 going on earlier today. And then you obviously had other preseason games. And then... Just this how sick I was. What? I was watching some Suns Pistons today. That's I was not watching sick. some six Sixers Celtics. Most people would think it is. Really? Yeah, it's preseason basketball. It's an NFL Sunday. Oh. It didn't matter. I wanted to watch. Yes. Yeah, well, same here. So yeah. anyway, I enjoyed basketball all day, and then I enjoyed a little bit of Kings basketball at 5 p.m. Yep. Uh, in Vancouver against the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, it was it was fun just being able to see them go out there there's so many different things that um i know we're going to like just talk about and kind of break down but i think we need to preface this entire podcast and and anyone that joins late you guys jump on anybody that joins late jump on them just attack them bully them don't bully um we're going to preface, this is preseason. We know whatever we talk about, we understand first and foremost that this is preseason is going to be before every <laughs> sentence, but we're just not going to say that, okay? So we're going to have fun, break down some individual play. It's not like we're going to be breaking down rotations and why Mike Brown didn't stagger stuff. Oh, come on. But We can explain some of this stuff can too explain. and talk about it. We yeah. can explain, but like for anyone that's going to get upset about certain things, preseason game one that is how we're going to preface this whole thing yes it is still training camp it was the first time this king's team got to play another team for a while uh in a long time it's been a minute right they've been playing against each other and they take on a raptors team new coaching staff and a raptors team that gave them a lot of problems last year why because they're long i mean we got og out there siakam there's a lot of length you know purtle seven one jeez They've got a lot of length out there, which obviously gives the Kings problems. The Kings started the same lineup that we got used to last year with De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, 
Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, and Damanis Sabonis, and Morgan. What did I do oh. on that first Kings possession when Keegan Murray? Oh, my God. You guys, like, <laughs> these are the moments that I'm like, should I just be recording yeah. Deuce Mason during every single game? Because he got up off the couch and was screaming, yeah, that's how you do it, yeah, and, like, clapped his hands together, sounded like a psycho, and, I mean, I didn't blame him a little. It was a little bit too much, but also I understood where his emotions were coming from uh, with the way that Keegan threw it down, put the put the ball on the floor. <laughs> he put the ball on the floor and, and then it threw it yeah. down. So, yeah, I understood the excitement, and I felt your excitement as well well and i think it was just something that we all wanted to see a lot last year the coaching staff wanted to see it i know people like watching us how many times like god just just dunk that shit man yeah don't get blocked oh dunk it don't be soft it was good to see him have a couple of dunks tonight uh yeah we have a lot to go over with this i mean like you said it's preseason so i don't really get caught up into the final score um the king starters mike brown said would play 15 to 20 minutes in this game tonight the king starting lineup Keegan Murray played just under 16 minutes. Harrison Barnes played 14. Sabonis just under 16. Herter played 14. And then Fox just under 16 minutes. They did not play in the second half. I thought the first quarter, I thought that first unit looked amazing. Like Ooh. the offensive, I mean, it looked like they didn't miss a beat. It looked it, like they were in regular season form. Regular season form, exactly. Coming yeah. off of what they kind of left off with last year, right? Everything was just moving so smooth. The way that guys were moving without the basketball. Um, it didn't matter that there was that one possession when they got it around the horn to HB, corner three, misses the corner three, Sabonis, offensive rebound, HB, uh, sprints to the block, Sabonis finds him, little cute reverse by HB, right? Like the just, the connections out there, everything was looking pretty good on that side of the floor. Yeah. Oh, and defensively, it was looking okay at first. Yeah, I thought... Especially in that first stint with the starters, I felt like the activity was saying. good defensively. Yes. Like Mike Brown was talking about they need to increase the physicality. He had said that during training camp, the defense has been okay. The physicality has been better, but it can improve. I saw some of that. They were bumping guys. If anything, they're fouling too much. And that's kind of the, that's the fine line, right? Free throws. You, you want your guys to defend and play physical without fouling. Breaking news. And the Raptors shot, I believe, 20 free throws in that first half yeah i mean that's a that's a lot of free throws to give up but uh, i thought they got some nice deflections and the offense was moving really well with that first unit which isn't a surprise like if there's one thing i'm not going to be concerned about with the kings especially that starting lineup is the offense you know even you, when you take a step back and look at the big picture of tonight's game fox was oh for six right herder one for three Sabonis two for six guys weren't knocking down their shots especially in their second stint but i just thought the movement everything about it i it looked really good. Yeah, to start off the game, just like you're saying. And they were trying to set that tone a little bit more on the defensive end with the physicality, um, bumping guys when they were cutting through the paint, so it slowed them down on those cuts and active hands. All those things seem like they were there at first. And I think Toronto did a good job of adjusting to their game, but you also kind of see it deflate the Kings a little bit more and more, especially when they kept missing a lot of their outside shots. Yep. And they can't allow that as they continue to go forward to dictate the way that they play the entire game. And I don't think Mike Brown would allow that going forward. Let's start with Keegan Murray tonight because we talked about the it. game started. 
I think the thing that was most impressive, especially in that first stint, it was that he wasn't just being the catch-and-shoot guy, which, look, you still want Keegan Murray to be a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter because he's so good at it. You still want to run him off dribble handoffs, but you don't want it to be so predictable. These teams know last year when he's coming off dribble handoffs, for the most part, he was shooting, yep. right? Now there's more of a threat. It looked like there's there a couple times he brought the ball up the floor. There was one time where Siakam hounded him, deflected the ball out of bounds. But like these are the things you want to see during training camp and preseason. It's like, yeah, give him the chance to bring the ball up against someone that's long, like Siakam. I also just love that it felt like he was being more aggressive looking for his. That's it. And I mean, it didn't matter if it was like he did on that first play when he put the ball on the floor, he went all the way for the jam. And then there was other moments when he was going up with finesse in a floater, like just understood where the defense was meeting him and was like, okay, well, I'll utilize this weapon that I have. Oh, you're taking away that? Great. I'm going to shoot the ball again. And um, obviously we already know high IQ, smart player, but it was fun seeing him be a little bit more aggressive, like we said, with putting the ball on the floor and trying to make other things happen. I know he's a good shooter. Yeah. He was one of five from three tonight. Not concerned about it. Duh. It's the preseason. Hey. We're, we, we can't say that anymore? No. Is, have we reached the it's the preseason quota How yet? about we can say it like five times the whole podcast and now that's <sighs> two? I think Yeah, we might be at three, to be honest. It might be. Jesus. Anyway, Keegan finished with 11 points on five of 10 shooting. He had two dunks. I think it was two dunks. In, really? Uh, yeah, okay. and a couple of baskets since... Yay! That was great. Yep, I love seeing that from uh, Keegan Murray. So that was a good time. Yeah, and I think there was a there was a moment on the defensive end. Not only was he good with his active hands, um, I forget who it was. It might have been Scotty Barnes that got him in the post up uh, pretty early on. And I was just like looking at Deuce. I'm like, he's going to change that. He's not going to allow that to happen again. He allows Scotty Barnes to get way too deep in the paint, make a cute little move on him, have a nice easy bucket. And I think those mistakes, it gives, it just gives someone like Scotty Barnes more confidence yeah. to try and go at that again and be like, Oh, I can size you up. So you got to make sure that you are setting that tone. You got to right bump him well. before it gets. His yes. Spot. Yeah. You don't want him to get that deep position and make a move on you, especially if you're on your heels. So yeah, there's definitely things to clean up, but I was super encouraged by what I saw from Keegan Murray in his 16 minutes of action. Uh, I also saw a little more Fox a bonus pick in a row, which was nice. Yeah. A bonus. Did not hesitate on that first mid-range shot he took and made it. Oh, I love that. That was assist from De'Aaron Fox. You're right. That little pick, pick and, and roll, pick yeah. and pop, give and go um, situation with those two right there at the high post. And Sabonis, beautiful little midi. I was like, that's what I want to see early on that confidence has to be there yeah i mean we start talking about okay what keegan can do offensively if he's showing a little more this year putting the ball on the floor attacking great and he could still shoot it awesome if sabonis isn't hesitating on the mid-range shot and it's mm. going in do it it just opens up so much for the king's offense the yep. spacing becomes even more ridiculous loved it um so we talked about the fox sabonis pick and roll what were you going to go next i want to go harrison barnes I thought he was fun right from the start. Shocker offensively. that we do this every time, even during the regular season, when Harrison Barnes has a yes. nice game and does some things. Don't ever talk about it. Uh, HB, yeah, I thought he had some great attacks at the basket. He was keeping them in it right away, yeah. right? Putting putting points on the board for this team. And um, I think a lot of it had to do with his movement, uh, just being in the right spot at the right time. But again, that goes to his IQ, understanding his teammates. And it was nice to see him have those moments early on. He had some layups. Like, 
just just being there for his squad offensively, especially when De'Aaron Fox was like missing finger rolls and everyone yeah. was missing their outside shots. Yeah, so HB was had 11 points, 5 of 8, shooting 1 of 4 from 3. By the way, the Kings as a team tonight, 10 of 45 from downtown. We'll get to the rest of that in a second. Don't um, freak out. So uh, that group, of course, started the game. At the 550 mark, Brown went with Davion Fox, Monk, Keegan, and Sabonis. I'm like, wow, they're going with those three guards, seeing what that kind of looks like. That group did not play together long. At the 404 mark, we saw an entire bench unit. And... We didn't see a lot of staggering tonight no. with the starters. That one 550 to 404 stretch was the only one. At the 404 mark, we saw Mitchell out there with Monk, Chris Duarte, Trey Lyles, and JaVel McGee. And uh, to start the second unit, uh, I got excited because Davion Mitchell knocked down a couple of threes. His last couple, uh, some a couple people on our Discord said that it when he missed later, mm-hmm. and I'd have to go back and watch because yeah. I didn't notice this, and it depends on how he catches the ball, all that stuff. It looked like he reverted back to the old form Ooh, a little bit. Okay. But the, his first two three-point makes were good. Oh, and my God. It just, he looked confident taking them. All in one motion, the way that the ball was coming off his yep. fingertips, rotation of the ball, every, all of that looked good. Like, when I say all in one motion, I'm talking about from his base on, right? It was just beautiful. In that first three that he made, I highlighted this. I said, Deuce gave me a high five when Davion made his first three. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know what I was going to say. You never do that. Like, I always want to go like this pound to Deuce. And he's always like, eh. you're just like a dick about it. You're like, eh. Okay, here's my, here's why I get a little amped up. Because, you know. And then you high five me. The, these, are first, nice. these are first impressions, right? Like, it's it, it's it's preseason. That's how many is that? Three? Three. That's four. Okay, I have one more. Yeah, I no, have one we more. have one more collectively as a podcast. So you're really screwing it up. I, well, I thought I had five on my own. False. All right. I, I said it, but Yeah, so we got it. <laughs> we got it? Yep. Okay. Um, but you know, when you hear like, oh, Keegan's really developing and Keegan's being more aggressive. We saw it in California Classic. One of the first things you want to see is uh-huh. you want to see him do it like the, the at the first opportunity. Correct. And he did it. And I'm like, yes. Davion, we had talked to him over the summer, and he talked about working with Steph Curry's skills coach and worked on his shot. And you're like, okay, you really want this for Davion because it's like he's working on it. And you know that's one aspect of his game that if he can get better at, it's going to change some things for him and the Kings. And then he knocks down his first couple. I'm getting fired up for him. See, I knew that was a test just to show you guys the how much he was going to hesitate seriously giving me. He doesn't give me high fives. And it was just... Again, yeah. just like Davey on shot, it was all in one motion. He gave me that high five, felt excited about that shot that Davion made. Then Davion went on and made that second three. Yep. No high five there. But I think we were both feeling that same thing of like, holy shit, yeah. his shot is tweaked. His defense, uh, of course, is just what it is. He hounds people. That was great. But uh, that group did not close well at all. No. Um, they really struggled with the length of the Raptors and Mike Brown actually started that same five in the third quarter. And it was that, that was really, it was a mess. They, they just looked like they had no flow. They weren't knocking down shots. Monk was off tonight. Uh, Chris Duarte's first appearance was not good. He missed a ton of threes and uh, they, they were electing not even to guard him yep. on the perimeter. And that's what I wanted to go to with Monk and Duarte. It was like yeah. Monk just, it, it, he didn't really find his flow right away. That's fine. These guys haven't played in so long in real game action on the NBA floor. I get it. Um, and then I'll talk about what Monk did do well in a second. But then uh, Chris Duarte, it was, I said it to you. I was like, why does he look raw out there? 
I guess a very it was a very well, he didn't play a lot last year. He didn't New play team. a lot last year. I totally understand that, but that confidence wasn't there. So hopefully that's something that he can get keep building because I know he's a smart player that we've seen before, but you just didn't see it in a lot of moments. Like he made mental mistakes out there, uh, didn't look confident. So hopefully that changes. But can I go to the monk good? Yeah, I just want to emphasize one thing. I said they 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 play they came, that group came at four oh four mark. Yeah. Of the um first quarter and then they started the second quarter for the first few minutes and then the starters came back and we'll get that to that too but uh and then the third quarter that group started i didn't i felt like i jumbled that up no, a little bit i'm glad that okay. you yeah okay no restate now it go ahead. good job and now the good about monk um him and javel mcgee oh i'm glad you brought that up in that first stint like I felt like right when they came in, I was like, okay, what was that going to look like? We all thought another thing, that Monk-McGee pick-and-roll could be nice. Malik Monk's so good as a pick-and-roll ball handler, yep. especially throwing lobs. He did it with Metu. He did it with Holmes. He did it with ever, other Kings bigs if last year. If you're a lob threat, he's going to throw it to you. And JaVale's so big. Yep. Like So first time, he throws him a lob, easy jam. Then the next time... He kind of lobs it up to McGee, who had to have a crazy-ass finish and one. And that was really good. And you see the potential with those two. Yeah. McGee's such a big dude. Yep. such a big target that you could throw it up high, and he can go get it. I think one of our favorite things about that second pick and roll with Monk and McGee was JaVale McGee's pick. It it looked like a Sabonis pick. Like it was it was sturdy. That's a good point. Uh, his guy, the the guy that he was screening, did not get through. Rolled it, hard to the basket. Yep, and he got the ball back. They made it a play. It was great. I loved seeing the potential of that. Yeah. Um, I loved seeing other guys as well. Fine McGee with a little bit more of that, um, having that being a lob threat and everything. So yeah. That was that was good. I'm excited to see those two keep growing together. The only bad McGino I had was I wrote down uh, when he fouled Gary Trent Jr. on a three pointer. Oh and, yeah, and, and that was just shot like, clock winding down. Yeah, it, it was just one of those frustrating things because you know Javel, you're so big, you don't have to close out that hard. Like just give me a good contest. Well, look when he came down, like it wasn't Gary Trent, whoever it was, he came back, he was running back down the floor and they're about to shoot a three and he just packed the shit out of it. That was sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you don't, you don't need to bite. Like you are smarter than that. Um, just stay disciplined. And yeah, he should have just kept his hands up. So that group ends up starting the second quarter, Mitchell Monk, Duarte, Lyles and McGee. Then Mike Brown brings the starters back in at the 802 mark and they played the rest of the way. Please note this. We have not said Sasha's name yet. Noted. Noted. Because I kept mentioning. Like, oh my God. So I, I, oh my God. At first I was like, oh, second quarter. Just, it's, and then I started getting nervous. I'm like, I know Mike said he's going to play all the guys tonight. But like when? Oh man, it's third when? quarter. Anyway, so uh, this game was tied at 35 at the end of the first quarter at the half. It, it was 69-55. So the Kings were outscored by 14 in the quarter. And it was interesting because... One, you allow 69 points. And I think if you don't watch the game, you're going, oh, man, the Kings, uh, the defense must have just been awful. They weren't guarding. Dude, I felt like they were letting their missed shots impact everything else. They were. If there was one area the Kings were pretty good at last year in the NBA was transition defense. Oh, yeah. They would get back, all right? They may not be able to guard you all the time in the half court. They could have breakdowns. But, like, they could get back, right? Tonight, it, it, it was not the case it at all. Ugly. It was like, ah, oh, missed shot around the rim, and the Raptors were pushing the pace, yeah. getting out and running, 
and it, I could tell it deflated the Kings. I also could tell at the end of it, at the, the final, at the at half, those starters looked really tired from playing that final eight oh two. They did, <laughs> and again, it's it's like we've all talked about, right? These guys, they've had months off from actual NBA play, yeah. um, even if they're scrimmaging or doing other. Um, sort of open gyms, it's still so different when you get back after months having off. And the Raptors, with their new coach, they want to have that .5 offense or however, uh, whatever the term is, you know, but basically just being quick with it, right? Yeah. Making a quick decision. Just like the Kings do. Exactly. Right? But they were making quick decisions with even the way that they were pushing the ball up um, in transition. And I think there was times, too, like we even saw De'Aaron was back as a two-on-one situation. And you know, he had to decide whether he was going to commit to the ball, make sure to stay in the back. And he was there in a good space, but uh, they still ended up throwing a little lob, boom, jam. There was another time, too, he turned it over. He had a shitty soft pass to Sabonis early on in this game. And uh, they steal it, they throw it out to their outlet, and he sprints back. I think it was on, uh, I forget who it was. And anyway, and then he ended up fouling him uh, sending him to the free throw line, he missed two free throws. So, you know, De'Aaron made that effort to get back defensively. But, yeah, there's too many moments where they put themselves in bad situations in transition defense. Yeah. Look at the final numbers. Well, fast break break points end up being 24-20. Also, why am I paying attention to numbers tonight? It doesn't matter. Who are you? I don't know. And it, what it's are you not, doing? It, it's the exhibition. Yeah, even for us, right? Oh, and just really quick, you that know. That doesn't count. It's the well, exhibition. wait, when I'm going to say, when I'm going to say it's preseason for everyone. Yeah. Um, oh, I hate that term. Well, Jalen Brown had his shorts on backwards <laughs> in this did. game. So that's, and so yeah. that's what I'm even saying. Like for us having our first night chat back yeah. um, after being off for a few months, I know we still podcast, but still it's a little bit different. So yeah. Yeah. So ugly uh, end to that first half. We go to the third quarter, more ugly. Uh, they start Mitchell, Monk, Duarte, Lyles, and McGee. Uh, the length of the Raptors starting lineup of Siakam, Pirtle, Barnes, Schroeder, and Pirtle was just too much. They killed the Kings during that stretch. And then finally, at the 6-16 mark of the third quarter. Say it with me. Sasha, 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 the Z. To see Sasha. All right, I, mm. I don't want to make too much of like lineups, especially in the first preseason no. game, because Brown literally played the starters together and played the entire bench unit together. Obviously, during the regular season, that's being staggered. He's gonna miss, you know, he, it's gonna be mixed up a little right. bit. I was a little surprised Sasha came in at the 6-16 mark of the third quarter. Before we get to maybe some of the reasoning behind that, okay. let's just talk about what you saw. Sasha played 11 minutes and 19 seconds in this game and had a game-high 12 points to go along with two rebounds and assists, four of seven shooting, two of four from downtown, two of two from the line. What do you see from Sasha in his minutes. I think one of the first things we saw was like a little bit of a backdoor cut. And it was mm. it was nice to just see him like, okay, again, we talk about basketball IQ with this team. He knows how to move without the basketball. He knows where to move. And he can move. Great. So glad that th that is there. But then when he shoots the effing ball, I, I was 
talk. I was trying to describe it to Deuce, and and you know when people say like butter, it is the epitome of that definition. Like butter, it is so smooth. I don't even understand it. And all the Kings players have described it all training camp or on media day talking about like his shot. It's just like, it's just automatic, you know, all these things. And then you see it for yourself. Like I saw it in your league, whatever, but really just seeing it. And and the Kings put out an Instagram of him shooting uh, before the game. And it was just, it's so smooth. It's different. And I loved seeing him shoot the ball out there. Someone in our discord, I think mentioned that, it looks like Sasha has to shoot the ball in four tenths of a second <laughs> or it's just going to blow up in his face. And I thought oh that was God. the best thing. It is butter, Morgan. It totally is butter. And I thought um, it looked just as advertised. I mean, we watched him play in the EuroLeague and it's just like, yeah, this guy fits. Yeah. This guy moves off ball. I thought defensively, it, it's kind of what I thought. I'm like, there's going to be some bad matchups for him in the league, but he moves well. Mm-hmm. He plays physical. He's smart. Moves without the ball and can knock down an open three. He's got good size. I mean, I think he checks so many boxes. So you're probably wondering, wow, why was it in uh, 616 mark when he was out there with Colby Jones, Keon Ellis, Trey Lyles, and Alex Lynn? Can I give you my theory? Because then he ends up playing with Jones, Ellis, Kessler, Edwards, and Alex Lynn. Give us your theory. And um, yes, and what I will say when Deuce at first was like, there's got to be a reason. I said, hey, let's not overthink this, but I also appreciate this theory. My theory on this is I think Mike Brown knows what he has in Sasha. I think he, he's seen enough. Like the King sent Monty McNair, Wes Wilcox, Mike Brown. So many people went over just to see Sasha play. Correct. You don't make that type of effort if you're like, hey, is this guy even a break into the rotation? That would seem weird to me. Okay. Yeah. So my theory is he knows what he has and he's like, I want to see how these young guys work with him. Having a high IQ player, a vet who's 28 years old, who's been the EuroLeague MVP, getting him out there with these guys can help them and put them in spots. Or maybe, in, I don't know. and maybe even this, on going off of your theory, it's more like, hey, Sasha, you're playing with a crew that needs more leadership. Can you not be passive and can you take control at times when they need you to, when you should? Um, because I think that's the number one thing that we've heard from Media Day all the way through some of this, some of these training camp practices is that, like, not that he's necessarily passive, but he's he's not selfish. And I think there's times where they're going to look want- for his for sure. Yes. And I think Keegan Murray was someone that they saw that happen a lot last year. You understand that he's a rookie. Yes. Sasha Vizenkov technically is a rookie, but he's also played at a very high level for a, quite some time. And he's 28 years old. So it's like, shoot the damn ball. Um, so yeah, theory was more that Mike Brown wanted him to take over with those lineups. I think see it happen. I also think it helps them get organized sure. too, right? Like sure. I, I think just having a smart player, just putting a, a bunch of young guys out there for themselves. Yeah, I think putting them out there is a good thing. Yeah, right. Like I agree. so that that's kind of how I looked at it because ultimately, when you watch this guy play, I go, oh, he's going to be impactful for the team. Like there, I don't have a question as to whether or not he's going to be in the rotation, and maybe I'm missing something. Maybe um, in practice and some of these scrimmages that the Kings have had early in training camp, the defense is a bigger issue than maybe we saw tonight. And they're concerned about that. Maybe, but I just watched him. I like, he does too many good things offensively not to be out. Yeah. There. Yeah. I, I am with you. I agree. I, 
literally was getting so sad when we weren't seeing him play in that first. I was that was one of the things I was looking forward to was just seeing him play um, just because I'm selfish. And finally, we got to see him go out there. And um, yeah, it was fun. That's what I'll say about it. It was fun. It was, you know, just finally, like finally seeing it was like, ah, I'm excited to see where this can go. So you buying into my theory a little bit. Your theory is not, it's, I mean, it's not a flawed theory. Thank you. But my, but the way that I took over your theory and said that he should be the number one guy in that group. And it's like, you should be leading and getting yours, I think is more. He had 12 points in 11 minutes and 19 seconds. He led the Kings in scoring. Exactly. As he should. Yes. That's my point. Um, we're going to take some calls coming up on the night chat portion of this. Uh, we do need to hit a couple more things on this game. So Sasha, as we mentioned, played those 12 minutes or just 11 minutes, 19 seconds. And I thought he looked really good. I thought he was one of the best guys out there tonight. Um, Colby Jones, the Kings rookie. Yes. Excited. Mike Brown mentioned the other day at training camp, he was asked about the third point guard last Uh year. You know, it was in camp between Del Vadova and Quinn Cook. Delhi won out. He was on the team. Delhi's now in the NBL. When Mike Brown was asked about this the other day, he mentioned Keon Ellis, Colby Jones, and Jordan Ford as mm-hmm. possibilities for that third point guard spot. Uh, we saw all of them handle a bit tonight, yes. but you really liked what you saw from Colby Jones. I Not did. only just his all around game. I did. So, what I was saying to you when we were watching the game, I'm like, look at his feel for the game. Like, he looks like someone that gets it, that feels comfortable, that feels confident. I started comparing him a little bit to uh, Chris Duarte, just in the sense of like, that's someone who's been in the league and looked a little uh, frazzled out there or like, you know, just couldn't get things under control. Where Colby went out there, with pure confidence, ready to go, NBA ready, however you want to say it. Um, I think the way that he takes care of the ball can be really fun if you have to depend on him to be in that third point guard spot. And not to take away from Keon Ellis or Jordan Ford, but I think think Colby Jones has strength. I think he has IQ. uh, And then, again, that confidence really driving him to go be in that position. Yeah, he just seems like a very smart player. Yep. He plays with some physicality. Mm-hmm. He can defend too. And, you know, for a rookie, and I know he's experienced, right? He played college ball, right? It's not like he was one and done. Yeah. He looked like a very confident guy. He looked like he belonged out there. And that that was a huge positive for him, especially as he's trying to maybe, you know, fight his way for like a legit role on this team. And I thought he showed some nice things in his stint. And I want to say this too, because I did see Ian in the chat mention the overreaction to to Duarte is crazy. Yeah, it and is. Just, it's very crazy. And, and just know like when I am discussing it, like I'm not picturing that to be his game all the time or going forward. I'm more just breaking down what I saw in this game. Like, hey, he didn't look confident. Um, he looked a little frazzled. Hopefully that changes. Most likely that is going to change. And something else that Deuce and I talked about too, we're like, we're like, remember when he had that connection and the chemistry with Sabonis and in Indiana, his rookie yeah, play year. Them together so bit. like hopefully there is a yeah. there is a time when we see the staggering rotations and that they get to be together. Yeah, and just for reference, Duarte ended tonight two of nine, oh for six from downtown in 13 minutes, 46 seconds of action. But hey, you still have four preseason games to go. Um, but yeah, I mean he's he's trying to battle it out for a role on this team. And like missed shots are one thing. It's just about making the right decisions and playing yep. the right way. So 
They'll have another chance to do it on Wednesday night to try to bounce back a little bit. Yes. But yeah, I like what I saw from Colby. I thought Keon running, uh, it looked a little clunky out there. Uh, he had a few turnovers. I thought he had some tough passes. I don't view Keon as like, he's not a traditional point guard. Um, I love what he brings defensively. I just yes. think the decision-making, running a team. Agreed. I was thinking about this because I'm like, you know, last year in the G League, I, I didn't feel this way. But the size of the NBA is just different. The athleticism is different. There's passes that you can get away with in the G League that you can't get away with in the NBA. The and length of the Raptors yes. looked like it screwed with his ability to make the right pass. And yeah. it was like, that's not the, that's not the right decision. And he, We've he seen you him, create and do better. And he's a good three-point. He's a really good uh -huh. three-point shooter in the G League. I just felt like some of the stuff was forced. And I felt like... He was trying to look for his a little bit, and it's like, no, hey, just play in the flow. Play, you're out there with Sasha. Get yours. He had Sasha yep. on, on an open corner three that he didn't pass it to him. And look, it's not going to be perfect all the time. I just felt like he didn't have a good showing out there in that first preseason game, and I, I'm not sure that's like his best position. I do think, from a defensive standpoint, I love his activity. Mm. Like the guy mm. is a deflections monster. He can get steals. He's active. Active hands go a long well, way. Well, and we saw toward the end of his G League season last year, like what he was creating and doing on the offensive end. I mean, Bobby Jackson was like, shoot the ball more. Shoot the ball. What are you doing? Yeah. Do do more. But that was it. It was shoot the ball more. Create for yourself. Like, I don't think he needs to necessarily be that main ball manager creating for others. Um, because I think he can do so much more off the ball. All right. Who else do we need to talk about? We talked about Jones, Ellis, uh, Kessler Edwards. Didn't really see a ton from him tonight. No, um, I don't think there's really, I mean, you know, there's a, there's Didn't a he few have that one really bad pass. He had that miscommunication where he's trying to fire it to the corner of the Sasha. Sasha was cutting and it went to like the second row, but, um, didn't really see a lot from him. I also like some of these guys, and this is the challenge too. I'm interested to see how Brown kind of works a rotation the rest of the preseason because it's obviously going to change. But, you know, I want to see Kessler out there with, like, some of the starters, right? Like, I want to sure. see how he looks in those groups. I want to see Chris Duarte in some of these situations. And, of course, Sasha. I want to see... Give me Sasha out there with the starters. I just want to see what it looks like. Hey, be patient, bud. They'll get I know. there. They'll I know. Get there. And with Kessler Edwards, you're right, because when we did see him... Um, with some of those pieces last year, even he had some like big defensive moments and then like could get his for a second. And you see the flashes and you see that it's there. And then when he's not that guy and playing with a whole bunch of other guys that are not that guy, it's going to be more difficult to play to your full potential. But at the same time, that's just, I mean, that's just how it is in this league. And with whatever minutes you get, whether it's in preseason um, or during the regular season, you have to find a way to get yours. And getting yours is not necessarily you shooting the ball. Getting yours is finding the open yep. man and creating and being the good teammate to make this team better. The other guy that we should mention that handled the Rock, Ke uh, not Keon Ellis, we had Keon Ellis, Colby Jones, and then Jordan Ford, who's on a two-way contract with Sacramento, played with Stockton last year, had a really good year. And he had a really good summer league. He ends up with eight points and eight minutes of action. And yeah, he's smooth out there. I think, you know, he's going to be able to do some things offensively. The biggest challenge for him at the NBA level is just defensively from yep. a size perspective. Yep. Well, you saw him there too. He, uh, try and take that charge. At he the did. End. Was he in the restricted area? No, they call okay. a charge. They did call a charge. So they called a charge. I think he like, it looked like he hit his head on the floor. And, and Mike Brown got up and. 
Aww. fist pumped. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Because Mike Brown's big on that right now. It's like, this team doesn't have the rim protection that they need, especially long-term. Like, they, they still need to build this out. I mean, I've thought about that a lot. I mean, JaVale McGee is going yeah. to be a help, but he's not going to be playing a ton of minutes, right? Yeah. Um, so how are you going to protect the rim without a shot-blocking presence? It's going to be help from the weak side. It's going to be being vertical, making sure guys aren't getting deep, right? And also taking some charges. The Kings did a good job taking charges last year. That's going to have to be a point of emphasis again going into the season I know, defensively. I know Trey Lyles didn't stand out like a whole bunch or anything, but something I kept pointing out to you, I was like, look at his rotation. Look at his rotation. Yeah. The way that he is hes one of those players that makes me so happy with his understanding and timing of getting to the opposite block and being there and help because it's its helping create a turnover for this other squad. It is creating pressure um, that they have to pass it out and the shot clock is winding down. You know, like those things make a difference even if it's not a blocked shot a rebound or whatever and i noticed trey lyles had a few of those defensive moments i want to give some love to the people watching us live Marvin. love you it's a sunday night yeah preseason game number one and there's a massive crowd of 424 plus people yes. give me a hell yeah thanks guys let's go thanks for joining us live on this sunday and uh, if you haven't yet, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed as well. Let's get to a couple of the comments. Mark says, way too early, but I'm a tiny bit concerned about Fox and Monk coasting a little bit on last year's fairy tale season. Dot, 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 dot. Question mark? <laughs> I didn't feel like Fox was coasting. I felt like yeah. after that last eight minutes and two seconds stretch, the, the whole starters played in that second quarter they looked gassed at the end of it he wasn't he was missing his shots yeah. looked tired everybody looked like they were gassed I mean, it's early in the camp yep that's how i felt about it especially um, with him enforcer 2k9 says i disagree we didn't really take charges much last year we just let guys walk straight to the basket unchallenged uh the kings actually did a really good job uh I, it, with taking charges last year it doesn't mean they were great at protecting the rim my whole point was like that has to continue if they're even going to have a chance it's also the weak side how it's Making sure to come out and help, especially in the pick and roll situations when a big's getting blown by. Are you there to come over and protect the basket, get up and be vertical? So, yeah, I'm not trying to act like the Kings were great at protecting the rim, but there's so many facets of it where if you don't have shot blocking, you better be doing some other things well. Yeah, like there was even a moment in this game where I think it was, uh, I think it was Chris Duarte that was trailing someone um because he was getting screened and so it forced javel mcgee to pick up his man and uh he didn't pick him up and javel mcgee didn't pick up his man quick enough you know like didn't make that decision quick enough so he got like uh chris duarte's man got like a quick little jumper in the paint and those little things like that activity and just like the communication and that chemistry will all grow, hopefully, because you want JaVale McGee to not only show his jersey to Chris Duarte's man, which will help slow him down, but you want Chris Duarte to be much faster to catch up and get back in front of his guy. All right, so first preseason games in the books. We're going to talk to some people, read the chat. We should also note that the next Kings game will be Wednesday night against the Lakers and some great news for people who did not get to watch tonight's game. Oh, It will be on NBA TV. Yeah! And I believe there's... Out of the next four preseason games, three of them will be televised, two on NBA TV and Let's one go. on NBC Sports California. Hell yeah. That's significant. Let's so there go. you go. There you go. Uh, before we move forward, can we give some love to a brand new presenting sponsor 
of the Deuce and Mo podcast. This is a big deal. Of course, we're, we're a small business. We're growing this thing. So when we have local partners to step up to the plate and go, hey, Deuce and Mo, we want to partner with you. That's just how they said it. Just like that. Let's give some love to Northwest Exteriors, Morgan. Yay, Northwest Exteriors. Welcome. Welcome. We are so excited to partner with them. But you guys, um, I'm so excited to be posting some of this on social. But the Ducemo Podcast Studio has some new noise-canceling windows. And then my entire place has brand new windows. And... Deuce, I know you and I have already talked about this and raved about this, yes. but these last two days have been 94 degrees. The old windows on this home were from the 1940s and they had the pulleys and the heat and single and pane windows. Oh my God. I think if anyone watched our podcast, they would know this studio, it's either in the summertime, I'm sweating. Yes. Or in the pits. winter, or in the wintertime. Morgan's cool. Oh, she's, yeah. she's got a blanket, a beanie. Even she's with got the heat warmers. On. It's all changed now. And that's like the biggest thing. If you're thinking about getting new windows, mm. you got to go with Northwest yep. Exteriors because they do it right. One, go to their showroom. It's local in Rancho Cordova. And they've got all the windows. They've got a great team over there. All the people have worked there, I feel, have been there for like 15, 20 years. Yes. They walk you through the process. You could touch the windows that you may purchase. You could shut them. Touch them. And then you order them. And then they, they don't subcontract, by nope. the way. They've got people, installers that work for them. In-house. They come to your house. They come to your place. And they put the windows in. And it's a game changer. I'm telling you, it goes a long way. The other thing is you save on energy bills. I mean, we're talking about an average of 30%. Small business need to save that money. No, and I'm just so excited to partner with someone yep. that we truly believe in as well. Um, that ended up having all the nicest people in the world. So it was the funnest experience. And I think windows thinking about your home it's like that's intimidating can i do that can i afford yeah. it um there are so many different options affordable whatever you need i have uv protection on my windows now energy efficient windows i am so excited and so if you're looking to maybe just make your house even prettier aesthetically and or save on some energy bills make sure you look up northwest exteriors yeah go to their website trust northwest Com. This is the jingle I love. Truly the best, right? You like it? Where's it coming? I think I hit it early. Oh, and so it's going to come right now. Let's sing it together, everybody. Shout out to our new sponsor, Simply the Dimbus. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Appreciate everybody. Really got to get that music down. Of the Do Some <laughs> podcast. That was my fault. It was on a loop. Uh, also, if you want to support the show in a different way, check out our brand new Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash deuce and mo. If you want to support the show in a different way, we do monthly Q&As exclusively for members that will be coming up. Details on that. And we drop uh, interviews early. There's bonuses. You can check it out. Patreon.com slash deuce and mo. Yes, yes. Yes. All the above. Thank you guys for all the support and just for uh, being here. We are so excited for this season. I mean, I've been excited all damn summer, but I am so excited for everything. Well, let's kick things off with preseason night chat number one yeah! by going to the people we love talking to. People who are in our Discord. We dropped the link in the chat. Let's welcome to the show for the very first time of the 23-24 campaign, Praneel! What's up? How are you guys doing today? Oh, so good, Pranil. It is so good to hear your voice. Are you like 45 years old now? No, I'm still 17. Okay. Still, school started a month ago. We have like, I have my college apps and everything. So it's been like a busy, going to be a busy next couple of months. I'm going to say, Pranil, I'm not trying to be like the old guy that tries to embarrass you. You just sound different now. He sounds like, he just sounds like an older man. Sounds like he's got a little bass in that voice. Watch, and now his basketball knowledge is just on a whole yeah. nother level. <laughs> uh, Pranil, what do you want to talk about tonight? What's on uh, Pranil's agenda? Um, all right, let, let's start with Keegan Murray. Woo! And I mean, I, I opened, um, I was playing Madden. Like I missed like the first two minutes of the game because I was trying to finish the Madden game. And then I opened it. And then the first thing I saw was the Keegan Murray, Domas DHO, Keegan Murray taking this like ridiculous movement three. And I'm like, man, we are so fucking back. It, it was, it was beautiful. And like his development over Cal Classic, and you're seeing a little bit during preseason. I mean, he's, I think he's going to slowly start hitting the next step. And like when you look at wings that develop, like NBA wings developing from role players to all stars. They need to develop the handle, and they need to start figuring out how to score without 
help, which is creating space and creating advantages for themselves. And like you saw Keegan do that sparsely. I really like there was like this moment where Doma set him a screen, Keegan came off in like a pick and roll floater, which is something that he didn't do all of last season. Mm-hmm. Mike Brown gave him the ball to take up the court a couple of times. He got picked by Siakam, I think, once. But um you're seeing Mike Brown give him opportunities and that's exactly what you want for Keegan Murray. And like what I saw today, the creativity and the things that he was doing, along with the shooting ability that we have and the aggression was something that really makes me excited moving forward for a season. Yeah. Morgan and Pernille, that's the thing I think about is if this continues to evolve this season, what that could do for the Kings offense, because obviously teams are concerned about Fox, his speed, the mid range Mm. game, very explosive. What Sabonis does as an offensive hub, we know Kevin Herter, who hit the three efficiently last year, hit over 200 threes. And then you mix in Keegan, who already showed like being a threat from a shooting perspective. But if he starts implementing what we saw tonight and over the summer, it's going to be nasty. It's in that's I'm I'm so with you, Pernil, with like how special and fun it is that not only that we're seeing his game develop right in front of our eyes, but how fun is it that this team, not only Mike Brown, but his teammates are empowering that type of play out of him. Oh yeah, and like the, from, from the minute he got drafted, I was I, I knew that if this team were to make that next jump and this team were to continue progressing, it's it's got to be from Keegan Murray and. Every single elite NBA team has at least three guys that you can get the ball to and they can score. And Keegan Murray, I think, can be an all-star in like one or two years. Very easily. He has the talent. He is a ridiculous shooter. Every single elite player has a superpower. Keegan Murray's is shooting. Um, He's showing the creation off the dribble. He's showing some pick uh, pick and roll actions, which is really intriguing. And he looks faster, he looks stronger, he looks more aggressive. And those are the type of things that you're going to need moving forward. I, I guess the biggest question will be just the how he evolves defensively. And I think there are some better oh, yeah, signs. Sure. I thought he did a good job switching out some guards tonight. I think mm-hmm. something Morgan referenced early on was just Scotty Barnes had deep you know, position on him once. And you just want him... Uh, you've seen the aggressiveness offensively. Now it's like, give me a little more of that aggressiveness defensively. Be a little more physical. You've got good size. He put on some weight. He looks stronger. Like, utilize that a bit, Morgan. Mike Brown did talk about during these training camp practices, or it was media day. I forget. what It was last week, whatever. And he was talking about how he was excited to see uh, Keegan's leap, even on the defensive end. So he's seen some certain things, some, some things that we're obviously not seeing. And obviously we didn't see again, the best defense from this Kings team tonight, especially in transition. But yeah, if, if you're just looking at what it truly can be, not even from a physical standpoint, but because he has the right mentality, he has the right defensive IQ or basketball IQ. Um, I think it's going to be really hard for teams to just be like, we know what Keegan Murray does every game. We know how to stop this because here's what I say. Pernil is that Sabonis every, every team was like, Oh, he never wants to go right or whatever way it was right. 
and they still didn't know how to stop it. Oh, deer and fox, he just wants to go downhill and get to the basket. And they still didn't know how to stop it, especially in clutch time. So I feel like Keegan's going to take that step even with that part of his game. Oh, yeah. And, like, looking at this Kings roster, I think the thing that we lack most is is the wing is, is the wing defender. Yep. Um, you have a now I, – I think JaVale looked great, by the way. I think he is the backup big moving forward, and he was fantastic in that role. Um, you have depth. You have more shooting. Um, and, and the one thing that I look at is is who's the wing stopper. You have Davian on the perimeter on the point of attack. You have JaVale helping out on the on the weak side as, as a rim protector in the paint. But who is that wing defender? And maybe, once again, maybe to really make um, that leap, it's Keegan. Yeah. It has to be Keegan. Well, and Pernil, maybe is the guy that's on the other team tonight, OG Ananobi. Oh, my God. I mean, oh. you start thinking about his fit. We're all OG fans, so like, saying. don't don't well, flirt with that. It's like my, wait till it's real. I guess my whole. I, thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sell myself on something that hasn't occurred. Fair, or hasn't fair. Thank you. No, I'm with you team, though. So I'm not gonna sell myself on it. It feels like the Kings. Like, Monty wasn't. He didn't pounce on that type of wing stopper. Like, he didn't feel comfortable with some of the options out there. And I think they're leaning more in the offense. You know, it's like, and. and if Keegan's developing, what Sasha can do out there, it could be special. Preneel, thanks so much, man, for uh, dropping in with us. For sure, for sure. And and I'm really excited for the new season. Can't wait to talk with you guys more. Can't later. wait. We can't dude. wait to talk to you. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon, man. There's Preneel. Want to like, talk to another youngster, too? Yes. I'm just so, I'm so glad people are back. What's up, Jess Karn? Hello. What's up, dude? Uh, how y'all guys been? Good. We how, are great, man. How about you? Uh, it's been decent. Well, what'd you like about tonight's preseason game? Uh, I'll say um, mostly Sasa, of course, but I think the underrated guys are probably Davion and Barnes because mm-hmm. um, Barnes looked great in the first quarter. I'll admit that he, he was doing his doing his thing and. And Davion too. Davion was doing his thing, especially with the shooting. This year, he's like you can see his shot change, and I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, and like you know, he's been. He's been yeah. yeah, I mean, if if that shot starts falling, it's gonna. Mike Brown's gonna have some tough decisions this year in general, just with the rotation, because he's you know he said he wants to play nine, ten guys, and then it's like, you know, some guys you want to keep engaged throughout the year, kind of took a page out of Steve Kerr's book. And it's like, all right, we want to get this guy some run to keep the, him engaged. And the Kings have some, some nice depth this but year, Mo. You guys, there's also, there's so many games in a season where I go, there's going to be a lot of guys. They're having their off night. They're not shooting well. Well, guess what? They got depth. They yeah. got other shooters that maybe he uh, goes, okay, let's try this one. Let's try this guy. Let's get this guy in the game. And if someone's has the hot hand, it's there's going to be hopefully no egos. And then maybe it's a starter that goes, okay, I get it. I want this team to win. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the rookies were decent today. I think I like Kobe Jones. His floater was nice today. I mean, I like his floater game. Yeah, he had the one floater that was short, but I think Morgan pointed this out when we were watching it. It looked like he overthought it. He thought about pass, and he's like, oh, I'm going to shoot it, and then it was short. But yeah, I, I like Colby's mints. Jalen Slauson is just oh, yeah. all over the place, like pretty chaotic. Uh, Slauson, the other Kings two-way player, played eight minutes in this game, and he had four fouls. But, I mean, he's just all effort. I mean, th- th- that's 
from the guys that were in the game late, I did appreciate they were diving for loose balls. Hell yeah. Even Davion in that first half, they, they were playing hard. Hell yeah. And I want to see that shit, so that was good. Yeah, the effort was there, and that was um, a fun way to go about the first preseason game. Jask, I appreciate you checking in, dude. Yeah, for sure. I hope you'll have a we'll great night. We'll see you soon. Yep. Jask, another youngster. It. They're getting so old. I know. The, 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 they were teenagers, and now they're like... Yeah. I'm 18. They're like young men. Ugh. Can we get some love to the people watching us live? We already did that, right? Yeah. Well, let's give them another hell yeah. <laughs> give me a hell yeah. <laughs> because Edwin says, preseason night chat, let's go. Uh, no, dude, it's good to have night chats back. It's so awesome that you're all here, too, and down for it. This is what's so cool about this community and this market. Yeah. Like, people are down. People I, are down. I saw Flavius Films was mentioning Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I, I looked at the Raptors last year. I'm like, God, they have so much talent. You know what Siakam to, can do? I, I really like OG. And then Scotty Barnes, what he could develop into in year three. Um, I, I'm interested to see kind of their path as a team. They've got a new head coach here that is definitely implementing some of the King style uh -huh. too. quick decisions, ball movement, just movement in general. And you think about how long this Raptors team is and how they can get deflections. They can bother a lot of teams, and they have some offensive firepower. It's getting adjusted to playing in a read-and-react offense, too. For sure. You, you can go about looking at the roster and all these other things, but I think something that you and I... I don't think we actually ended up talking about it with our NBA night chat, but with Masai talking about this team <laughs> yeah. and he had some comments that were a little off putting to maybe yeah. some players. And I'm just curious what the tone is within the organization. If everyone actually likes each other, I can't, I, I don't know that vibe. I'm not covering that team. Um, everything looked yeah. fine tonight. New coach. It got. It has to feel a little bit more fresh. There's questions surrounding Siakam's future there. Did not get the extension. OG's contract's coming up too. And Messiah, he's just kind of like, yeah, they got to play with effort. I, I didn't Show see the something. effort on a consistent basis. And there's some pushback from the players, but obviously a very talented uh, they've got a talented squad and some things to figure out. Uh, let's go next to Dave. What is up, Dave? Welcome to Night Chat with Deuce and Mo. I'm glad you were just cutting out. You said, I'm glad that. Uh, uh. Oh, sorry. I am glad that Kings basketball is back. Yeah. Hey! Uh, Dave is one of the most active people in our Discord and also one of the most infuriating. Oh, yeah. oh what's the most infuriating you know, thing about Dave? He's actually been better. Okay. Uh, just like. He just likes to stir the pot a little bit. Dave. Like it's, it's, it's the pre. It's what we don't like. Preseason overreaction. Leave your spoon at home. Stop stirring, bud. You got to keep the conversation going, right? <laughs> um. So what? What did you feel about the first preseason game then? Uh, I really liked what I saw from Sasha. I was surprised oh. he came in so late. Um, but he kind of just stood out on the floor, just playing the right way. It seemed like everyone else in that lineup was just kind of chucking and just playing poorly. And he kind of just was playing the right way. So I like to see that, especially since he's such a talented vet and he really looked like it out there. I, I mean, I, I really see no reason not to play him in D the regular season. Dave, what do you um, make of my theory that Mike knows what he has with him and went, you know what, let's throw him out with some of these younger guys because you need a I high mean, IQ player out there. Let's give him some reps with someone who knows what's going on. To be honest, it looked like he they played their scrimmage lineups. 
The, that's the thing like, with the scrimmage. Like the the lineups have changed so much during were, scrimmages. They were all yeah. different. Yeah, I mean. Uh, okay. it's, it's funny well here's the thing and i know some people have talked about this i mentioned matt george brought this up like, yeah the the media and l- again unless people are getting other information and it's getting leaked to them which i haven't seen maybe i missed that but we don't get to see anything like that that one day we saw a scrimmage was the final five minutes mm-hmm. but that was it and like they, they'd swap out lineups all the time but who knows i and at least tonight yeah he didn't come in until that 616 mark I just watch him, and I have a hard time believing that he's not going to be in the rotation. Like yeah. it just he does too many good things offensively. He plays the right way, and even if there are some issues defensively, it's never with him going to be about effort. The, and I'll tell you this, Dave. The reason why I don't put stock into the lineups that we saw during scrimmaging or anything because if the if Mike Brown and these Kings players are saying what they're saying about Sasha. Like, they're not just effing with us. They're not just raving about him and telling us how great he is as a shooter and everything, and then they're going to have him, like, in the third string, you know? So, like, there are different um, reasons why that is probably happening, whether it's in practice or even in this preseason stuff. Yeah, it's just definitely weird because he just stood out so much. Like, when he came into the game, like, he was just playing, like, on such on so much higher level than all of his... Than everyone else in the game at the time like he's just moving without the ball and getting open shots and moving the ball when he gets it and kicking to the open man and and making just all the right plays and that's what's really impressive with him and i think that he's going to fit perfectly on this team another thing i noticed was maybe the herder is kind of getting his offensive role replaced by keen mm. i know it's preseason but uh, like they ran a ton of DHOs for Keegan and almost none for Herder that I can recall. Yeah. So that, that was a big part of his game. Him is a bonus DHO. And so maybe they think they already know what they have there. Just like you said with um, Sasha, but uh, it is concerning because if Herder isn't getting run in that DHO and they're just running it all between Sabonis and Keegan, um, it's hard to see how he's going to find his role on this there's team, just no way i mean the the herder i mean as you know this the herder sabonis dho was so effective last yeah. year and obviously so is the keegan one i i think maybe especially early in the preseason they really want to push keegan to be aggressive and like give him some looks like give him some early looks give him some different looks Get so comfortable with it i'm not surprised that you know, he took the second, or no, he took the most shots out of the starters tonight. Okay. Right? He took 10 attempts. The next closest yeah. with Harrison Barnes at eight, Sabonis six, Herder three, Fox six. But I think your larger point, yeah, I, I think he's going to be, a, they view him and they've said this publicly, like if they're going to take a, another jump, it's going to be because Keegan takes that jump and, and I, helps elevate them. And I don't think, I personally, Dave, I don't think that takes away from Kevin Herter, I think that just adds to their offense. I think it just adds yeah. to their team. And I think there's going to be, like, because I told Deuce this again, when that starting crew was in there that last eight minutes going into the half or whatever that was, uh, their offense looked stagnant by that point, right? The first stint was great. It was like, oh, 
effortless flow, whatever. And then it just started looking stagnant. You saw uh, on the strong side, you saw the ball and like Sabonis. And then on the weak side, you just saw everyone else, right? Yeah. It was, it was just- Not a lot of movement. No, it was um, not a lot of movement, not a lot of things going on. And so, yeah, maybe they're just overthinking it too preseason. And they're like trying to get Keegan to get his touches, get more. But I think you're still going to see the flow of everyone involved as they go forward. And I think that's the thing with the Kings offense last year. That's what made them so dangerous is you had so many different guys able for sure I mean, for how sure. Many, what was the final number last year they had like eight guys score 30 or more in a game crazy which is pretty insane but yeah i mean i i i would be shocked if herder wasn't still heavily involved in the dho game and i i do think like especially in the preseason they're probably going to run fewer dhos too like i think they really want to make it a point to try some other things because the reality is Dude, everyone watched that playoff series. Mm -hmm. Other NBA teams, they're going, okay, well, this is this is what the Warriors did to kind of take the Kings out of their game. So how are the Kings going to adjust? I, I'd love to see some more Fox and Sabonis pick and rolls, right? Because Fox's speed is so deadly. He's so good in the mid-range. And these teams have to be concerned about Sabonis' size because he's so physical, too. So... I, I, we and we saw a little more of that tonight, in pick and like. rolls not only with pick and rolls but how about even if we even see more like backdoor actions and flares yeah. right because let's say other teams are overplaying um the high side of a dho and they're stopping the whole thing it's like okay read and react just really quick yeah i think the kings were second most in the dho game last year they're with they're the best dho team but they were second most in dho possessions to the spurs i think and they were like really i think they were last in pick and roll yeah and and that possessions but they were actually good in those yeah and, and roll that's what i was so surprised and i remember last year mike had said it early that he felt like pick and rolls like he knows his team can run pick and rolls but he also knows like every team does yeah it. so he wanted to make sure that they're not just relying on that constantly but i think it's finding kind of a balance you know get the make sure you have a legit dho game but also understand that if that's not there, what else is there? So I, I think this coaching staff is like beyond smart and they Agreed. are not just going to go, hey, we'll just do the same thing and we'll figure Call it out. It Maybe we'll make some more shots next playoffs. <laughs> you have to adjust for sure. Yeah, the actually interesting thing was um, it's small sample size, but the, the Demonis Sabonis Keegan Murray pick and roll mm. was one of the most efficient offenses in the NBA, but it was in the small sample size. It was like 1.2 points. Yeah. attempt which is really high but for me it was like that bench unit came in and they were just poor um they just couldn't score at all yeah so that group just could not score on toronto's group and obviously their length was completely yeah <laughs> like it was a completely different level than what we were playing three guards and and i just from what i've seen so far i just don't think fox and davion are a match together on the floor um they're both like wanting to dribble the ball yeah, and they didn't really plays. play much together either though i mean they played yeah. like what a minute 40 together I yeah think in it that was. in that game but yeah yeah they, they definitely go away from it fast yeah when it happens yeah uh because they're just like this isn't working right but uh for me i think one of the guards for this team to really figure out the rotation one of these guards is probably gonna get traded yeah, I mean, I think one of Davion Herder. I was telling Monk. Morgan this the other day. I think we were like walking and talking about this because that's literally all we do. I mean, Dave, we were talking all the time in Discord. My life revolves yeah. right now about you know around the Kings and if, NBA. If we're not broadcasting or doing yeah. something with it, we are talking about it. But it's 
Yeah, you, I mean, you've got Fox, who's taken up a ton of minutes. You've got Monk, who's in the final year of his deal. You've heard her, and you have Mitchell. Like, you can't play all these guys. Like, it, it's going to be very tough. And then you throw in, like, the front court is like, well, you like what Lyles can do in some small ball five situations, but you probably want to play hey, McGee, and you've got Sasha. you got HB. problem no, it is. to it have. Is. It is, and but, that is something yeah. over the years the Kings – when they weren't good, they didn't have. They didn't have, like, everyone's like, why can't you just trade a, a Buddy and Amon Shumpert for LeBron James? <laughs> and it was like, what? <laughs> no, that's not how yeah. it works, kid. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a great, like, there's actual talent. And I feel like the talent on this squad also gets showcased better because of the system that Mike Brown has in place. And then even if they don't execute and develop in a different organization, it's like you showed other teams in this league, what they are capable of as an individual. Yeah, and I just also, I think the front office knows that this roster is not a finished product for 100%. I mean, I anyone who watches it, can see that right well, dave yeah, we have a few too many guys at the same talent level yep. i think and we need one more guy one more guy that's like at a, a little bit higher talent level that we can rely on to play every game in the same role yep dave thanks for checking in dude hey thanks dave yeah no problem <laughs> bye go. good perspective yeah good perspective no and, and you know he just said one more guy you realize that is like not only the same thing that we say every year or like this organ this community yeah. says every year you guys, you go around the league. That's what everyone feels about their team, right? Especially, like, if they have two guys playing well and then the third guy isn't doing well, they're always going to be like, man, if Dame and Giannis just, ha just had a healthy third because Chris Middleton isn't that guy. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's at every tier, at every level. So it's understandable. I'm looking around the league because you had brought up um, some of the other teams we'll watch a little bit of the Celtics today in, in, in the Sixers play. And I'm like, Hey man, Tyrese Maxey, they showcased him a little bit. It looked pretty good. Well, because James Harden is on the floor and then he has the ball in his well, hands. Also MB did not play either. That so too. he got a show out a little yes. bit. And I thought that looked good. I'm not shitting on James Harden yeah. even in that situation because I think it's great that he looks good in shape. Um, with the Sixers, they showed him shooting around before the game and like, I hope the best comes out of everything for him, but yeah. The Suns, by the way, they played the Pistons today in the preseason, and so 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 much attention was on. Oh, what's it going to look like with Booker, Beal, Nurkic, and Duran out there? Uh, they scored forty-five points or forty-six points in the first quarter. Looked pretty good, Looked uh, and pretty I was good. laughing because I I ended up watching some of that game in the third quarter, and I missed like this fourth quarter barrage, but. Bagley went off in the fourth <laughs> quarter, but I I was laughing because like I watched the first you know two and a half quarters, and I'm like God Bagley and Metsu aren't in, and then they end up coming in late third. And I was like, how crazy is this? We're watching Marvin Bagley and Chemezi Metsu battle it out out there. Yeah, <laughs> and Chemezi Metsu was like on fire toward the end of the game. Like get him the ball, he had the hot oh. hand, and it's I mean again it's preseason, and um, some of these guys flourish against certain lineups and against certain talent and good for them too we need to give some love to a couple new subscribers thank you to degeneration x for subscribing thank i you. got two words for you thank you oh thank you morgan well, also shout to uh, donald james and i'm probably right who became members logan with a super chat of two bucks saying 
Overreaction, overreaction new nickname is Doo Duarte Stinky. Oh my. We're not going with Doo Duarte after one preseason game where he played 14 minutes. It's giving me James Kennedy vibes, <laughs> if anyone remembers that from the Vanderpump reunion. Uh, Lizzy, he's been a member for 16 months. A shout out to Deuce and Moe. Everybody get a hoodie. Okay, you're doing some advertising hey, for us. I kind of like it, yeah. Lizzy. Appreciate also, you. Also, shout out to some of the people on Twitch that we never acknowledge, including Kessie from Australia, Kessie. Hamburger Dad's there, Nin Sage, Pizza Hooligan, and Yiddy. Appreciate you guys are the guys. best. Thank you. This is so cool. All right, so next up for the Sacramento Kings, Wednesday night, they will take on the L.A. Lakers. Before that, we're, of course, going to be live after that game, too. Yeah. Kings-Lakers. That game is going to be played in Anaheim at the Honda Center, which is crazy to think about when the Kings were maybe moving to Anaheim at one point, and they would have played games at the Honda Center as, I believe, the Anaheim Royals. Barf. Thank you to Ryan, who became a member as well. Shout out all of you guys. Uh. So they, we got that, but also this week we're dropping a podcast with Howard Beck. Oh yeah, from oh the my now gosh. senior NBA writer with the Ringer. We're gonna talk some Kings with him, some NBA as well. So be on the lookout for that. Jamar in the chat says Morgan must really love Vanderpump. Seems like she mentions it every, mentions it every day. No, I don't mention it every day. But you know what's funny? I think I do mention reality television now every day because. Yeah, I have I have a weird obsession. It happened during the pandemic and I just felt like I was part of these communities of people of like it's it's so fun watching rich people yeah. act like they have problems and um it all go down in little tiny edited television shows. Ugh, I die for it. So yes, obsessed. Pandy Zandy is a Warriors fan in the chat. Says if Sacramento didn't have a team in Sacramento, would you guys support the Warriors? I, I mean, Penny, why would like, I don't? I, we're not going to talk. See, we're too fresh off. Like, I know it's been a decade now, but like th that's that question's too real, right? Like, it's just like because it could have happened. It was really close to happening. So, I'd just be an NBA fan. I think I'd be too heartbroken. I think I would have I would have found a team that would have spoke to me and I would yeah. have adopted. And you know, it's funny. They have that style of play where I'd be like, oh my gosh, I love the way that they play basketball. But at the same time, it would feel very bandwagon-y. So probably not. Uh, knocked twice in the chat. Raptors fans saying, easy warm-up game for the Raps. Nice. Yeah. I like it. We'll never forget where we were. On October 8th, when the Raptors beat the Sacramento no Kings way. in the preseason in Vancouver. No way. We'll never forget it. Mm -mm. Aaron in the chest says, Monk's handle and shot looked a little rusty. Hope that wasn't telling of his offseason effort. He will get in the rhythm, but hope he was pushing himself this summer. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would not be. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt that. it. Yeah. Uh, Oos. What's up, Oos? Day one. Uh, good job. Day one ish. A little oozy. Are you a little oozy? Feeling a little oozy? <laughs> Feeling oozy. Sasha's shot looked even better in a Kings uniform. And Keegan looks like the offseason's paying off. Great point. Great point right there. Yep. Love it. Well, first game in the books is preseason basketball. Wasn't pretty the whole time, but we saw some good things. We saw some bad things. And we get another chance to see this team coming up on Wednesday night when they take on the L.A. Lakers. It's going to be fun to see that matchup. Will LeBron play in the game? He did not play in the Lakers' first preseason game. It would good to be good to see him in that showdown. It would be good to see Anthony Davis play as well, it just from a size good. perspective. To see some of that Christian Woods on that team now. I keep forgetting him when I talk about Same. the Lakers in their offseason. 
you know, they at, they re-signed Rui. They brought back D'Angelo Russell. They gave Austin Reeves a new deal. Mm-hmm. They signed Gabe Vincent. Torian Prince is now there on a vet deal. Christian Wood comes in last second on a vet men. Like, this team is pretty damn talented, and I, I, I want to see how the Kings perform in this matchup because it's another team that has some length. Absolutely. And they're in the Western Conference, all of the above. Yes. And they brought back Jared Vanderbilt, too. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Thank you, no, Cameron. Yeah. Ex- excited to see um, it's a good test. what they look like, even in preseason. Question before we go. Yeah. Do you look at Wednesday's game as um, like a must win? You know, I mean, if you really look at this season and you want to make the playoffs, you have to win the second preseason game of the season. Let's play a game real fast. Preseason game. Of it's the called the Kings played four preseason games last year. How many games did they win? That's the game. Wasn't it zero? Oh, How? no. They won four. Good. Wait. Yeah, they, they won all four. They won Good four. Memory. And then wow. they lost the first. That was it. And then they lost the first four of the actual yeah, season. Yeah. Oh, shit. They're off to a, a bad start then. Yeah. Because we want them. It, it doesn't matter. Get out of here. Uh, Manny in the chat says, Deuce, how did you feel about Duarte? To, how did he do tonight? Well, he, he didn't do well tonight at all. I mean, I just felt like he, he just looked uncomfortable out there. Yeah. I felt like he, his shot did not look good. Um, I There was multiple instances where they didn't even come out to, to contest his three. But yeah, he didn't play a lot last year. And... Um, I, I'm eager to kind of see him get some minutes with a bonus. Yeah. They have to got some good chemistry. And feel a little confident out there. Well, that'll do it for us. We appreciate you guys so, so much for hanging out. Make sure to hit the thumbs up on the way out. We love you guys, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest here now. You're badass for being here. See ya! Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins. And little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.